Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bats Even Baseball Show. We are back again, me and Team Chase. After a few weeks, not talk about Arsenal, Premier League, but we are back now to talk a little bit about Arsenal, some general things in the Premier League. How are you, my friend? It's all good. So how you been, mate? All good? You've been busy, though? Yeah, everything good. Everything good here. And um, yeah, pretty busy doing some other things, you now working with different projects and my own projects here in Brazil with the hotel in Lagoda Prata, you know, the, the sports company, Parts and Sports, and assessing the players I'm working with. And uh, just to start a partnership with a new education uh, platform, you know, they, where I'm going to start a course of uh, football management with them. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's quite nice to be involved in this, uh, in this kind of situation where these people, you know, just think about how can improve football, how can help people who wants to uh, be part of a football industry, which is hard, as we know, but uh, it's important to, uh, to understand and to have a knowledge and learn from uh, people who think about how to improve uh, the football in, in every aspect. So who's going to take, who is it? Is it for everybody or for like professionals? Yeah, for everybody. Everybody okay. who wants to, you know, to, to, to join. Uh, at the moment, the platform is only in Portuguese, but they are working to make the translation. If somebody, you know, uh, with different language wants to take part of And uh, this is great. And now for me, uh, being involved in a kind of education is, is always brilliant. Mm. I feel very fascinated for that. You know, I'm really curious to learn. I really enjoy when I have this kind of opportunity to learn different uh, process, learn different tools, because it, this kind of uh, process helped me a lot, dealing with uh, different situations in football, in uh, personal life, in the other business. It's great. It's always important to learn something else. And being involved with this platform you know, called Football Interativo is going to be something uh, great because uh, having this partnership with them, I'm sure I can motivate uh, some ex-players, you know, the, the current players to come and uh, join us uh, at some point, you know, do some of the course because in a few years, you know, for those who are still play football, you know, they will need different skills to yeah. uh, do some other, other, other business, some other jobs, or either in football or outside football. Mm. As much they can learn, it will be very helpful for them if they can start before they stop playing football. Yeah, so you've obviously got lots of businesses that you do now. We, we joke about when we speak on the phone that you're actually busier now than you have since you retired. You're supposed to be retired from football, at least, and you're busier than you've never been. So when you were playing, did you ever think about what you were going to do after football? When I was playing, I always had in mind at some point become a sports director mm -hmm. in a football club. And um, then when I stopped playing, basically... I just went on a different way. I just set up my sports company. But before I start properly, I went to Panathinaikos as a sports director and I stayed five months, six months, uh, and then left the club. And uh, since then, back in 2017, I started to work with Fred, mm -hmm. now at Manchester United. 
And this was how I start you know, working with players. I now changed a little bit of the process from what I, I had in mind when I was going on to become a, a sports director. Mm. But I have a, an opportunity to work at Panathinaikos that I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Despite the fact, you know, uh, I decided to leave because I had to move on mm -hmm. for some reasons. But um, now, every, not exactly free because I'm working quite a lot, you know, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. but on a different uh, projects where I can manage the situation, I can, some of them I can do my own time. I just fix, you know, what time I can work with them. I split my, my time here, but I, I need to be, be very well organized mm. with my time. Otherwise, if I don't manage well, my time here is quite a nightmare because sometimes I forget about things, you know, and uh, yeah. I say, hmm, I forgot this thing I had to do. I had to run somewhere. Yeah. But you got, uh, it's, been, it's been great, you know. Yeah, because you you're quite an entrepreneur. you got the gym franchise. How many gyms do you have? Jim, we stop. Uh, you okay. know, we in a different way. We start the project, but then I decide to to pull out of the project. Okay. The guys are uh, still use. I let, allow them to use uh, the name. You know, Jibat uh, Silver Fitness, but uh, because they are friends of mine, good people. But I just pull out to concentrate on the other things. Mm -hmm. We have like you know the hotel business. Uh, my hometown, I got a Prata, the podcast. Mm -hmm. The challenge, yep. <laughs> powerful sports, yeah, and now uh, the projects with um, with uh, this football interactivo on education, which is amazing, and the construction business here. I forgot about. I was going to ask if that's still going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The construction business where we are still developing some projects. You know, create like uh, different areas. You know where. People can buy their land and build their own house. It's great, you know. It's okay. challenging, but I'm in this industry of construction for quite a long time, mm. since 2007. And well, uh, before, yeah, I always uh, think ahead. Mm. When I was playing, you know, I always had in my oh, I don't know when I'm going to stop. You know, I want to be playing until my 40s. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long it's going to take. Maybe I can retire early. For some other reason, injury, for example, mm. I need to plan it very well when I stop playing football, what I'm going to do. And since then, you know, I started to invest in properties and construction. I, at some point, you, I set up my own uh, uh, construction company. We had a period of time where we had 160 employees in the company. Yes. Can you imagine that? That's amazing, you know, and me and my brother-in-law running the company, you know, we got a good team where we managed to, to work out on it. It was great, very challenging. We had a good time, but, you know, from time, as the time passed, we just changed the way of uh, working out in the construction industry. Now we work on different projects, but let's say it's still there. It's still there, developing projects. We are... Now I'm working a project in my hometown to to bring like a street mall. Okay. I will launch the project. I hope I we have the project uh, ready uh, very soon to start. Amazing. Well, hopefully by the time that happens, I'll be able to come to Brazil to visit. Because at the moment, we're still in lockdown. Yeah. Do I just no. have to thing you 
I actually haven't seen you in the flesh since we went to Manchester United to film with Fred. That was in February last year. That's the last time I saw you. Exactly, exactly. It's a long time. I, you know, since when I came back to Brazil, back uh, last year in March, mm. almost a year, yeah. <laughs> I left the UK. I have, and, I have, uh, yeah, I have. next week will be one year. I left the UK for two weeks. Yeah. I could not come back. Because we spoke about if your family going to go back and you said, I'm going to bring them back. It was 100% the right thing. Otherwise, you wouldn't have seen your family for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was the right decision. Uh, you know, decision is, uh, is something very important in our life, in every aspect, you know, and in our business, in the job we do, whatever we decide to do, whatever we do, but also in our personal life, you know, decision, or you make the decision, you have to take the decision to make a decision or not yeah. make the decision. Yeah. On that time, the decision we've made, we've made, me and my wife, it was to come back to Brazil, you know, because I was here for almost two weeks. The airplane, aircraft company just moved my my flight two, two times. I said, oh, well, I'm not so sure things are right. Yeah. <laughs> now, we spoke and I said to her, listen, come home, come, come back to Brazil give back the flats and bring everything, and then we see. When things uh, get back to normal, we decide what we do, we come back and uh, start again. But, you know, it's almost a year. Yeah, crazy. I'll have to warn you. Well, uh, we made the decision, you know, looking now, we, we, we think, well, was the right decision, but we didn't know by the time. But we had to make the decision. Otherwise, you struggle. And or not take or but if you take you have to take uh, also the responsibilities that come with the, your decision. Yeah. And it's been amazing you now because I I never stopped work since then and I'm big I'm I'm being very busy work in the hotel uh, follow football from here organizing things because we spent six months away from Brazil uh -huh. and uh, something we have to put in order again. It's been. Uh, well, bees so far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I had to warn you when I do eventually see you, I'm a lot fatter than I used to be. <laughs> the lockdown and stuff, I've been eating quite a lot. I'm not doing uh, well, I'm trying to change it now. This morning I went four mile run with my dog in the hills near where I live. I had a I had a healthy breakfast rather than a burger and chips. So I'm, I'm slowly changing back because we, we were told that um, lockdown should end at around June time. So I'm now panicking that I'm not going to fit in all my nice clothes again <laughs> when I go and see people rather than just tracksuit bombs and t-shirts. So actively pursuing weight loss now. No, I've been uh, in, a, in a position here where we see people struggle with how to adapt to, to the circumstances of being locked at home. It's been, uh, for many people, a nightmare. I, I didn't see much in my case, you know, because I went to my hometown. Our house is outside the town, you know. It's like uh, a weekend house where we have a land around you know, the garden where we can escape from, uh, you know, uh, from from the, the the main village. And um, in a small place where we were, you know, let's say dealing with the situation very well, not being locked properly as many people have, have yeah. been. This was very helpful for us because then we can, you know, be in the middle of the nature, mm. you know, the birds and... Um, you know, uh, but working from there on a different scenario, different environments, yeah. uh, create an environment where we can help each other. One aspect very important for, for me and my family, I told them at the beginning of the pandemic, I didn't know exactly how 
was going to be. But I told them, listen, we don't know exactly what this means in the world, how this is going to affect people, but don't look for information. I told them, don't look for information. Don't stop watching TV, uh, listen to the radio, find out information about what's going on on the internet because it's so easy to get confused, to get uh, panic because of hundreds and hundreds of information. And one aspect, important aspect for us now at just helping each other at home. This thing we can control yep. because we cannot control the virus. We cannot control the pandemic. We cannot control regarding the vaccination, when we are going to get the vaccines or whatever. But we can help each other. We can help people close to us. We can contact our friends and give their support. Okay. This was the environment we create to... You know, not to get panicked. It's been work, you know, in the best way. You know, sometimes people ask me, you know, especially, for example, when you ask me, how is the situation of coronavirus in Brazil? Yeah. <laughs> because I've been busy. Yeah. I've been work, you know, and wait for things I cannot control. For example, the vaccination, when we get the vaccine. This I yeah. cannot control, but I'm just waiting the time I will get the vaccine, me and my family. Mm. But the things we are... You know, uh, working from here, helping each other, help friends, you know, help uh, some projects in the best way we can, because it's a tough time to, to everyone. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, obviously, with the True Challenge stuff that we do, the platform that you and I have launched, because the pandemic is basically giving people things to do and challenges to do when they're bored. In a pandemic, it's great when everyone's locked down. So our users have gone up by 140%. So it's meant since I've seen you, I've had two days off working weekends, every day, late into the evenings. And you go, God. This is, this is a nightmare. I'd like to do something else. And you go, well, how many people have lost their job? How many people are stuck in a flat? How many people are nurses? How many people are doctors? You know, how many people are policemen? How many people have got a much worse situation than me? Tim, you need to shut the fuck up and just keep working. Um, you know, so you've just kind of got to think that every action and thing that you say can have a reaction to somebody else. Like, oh, I've had a bad day. I was in the office for 15 hours and I only saw my kids for two hours. Well, there's a few nurses and doctors around the world that haven't seen their family for months. Yeah. Um, I've got a friend who's... He's an old school friend. I've known him since I was five, and he's my youngest godfather. And he's head of infectious diseases for an area in the UK. And he had his first week off last week since March last year. He's working every single day for 13 months. I didn't bother telling him that I'd had a busy day. He's had a busier day than me. I need to shut my mouth. So, anyway, that's a nice catch up. <laughs> um, should we get back to the important stuff like football? Yeah. What happened last time we spoke? I think it was a nil-nil draw against Man United. I think that was the last time we spoke. We are back. In the past weeks, we had uh, we just brought uh, very good guests, good friends, uh, you know, uh, very special guys, and uh, we saw Campbell, Petrov, Rudy Gullit. Rudy Gullit. It's Rudy Gullit, not Rude. Rudy. That's his real name. What? <laughs> yeah, Rudy. Rudy. Rudy is his real name. Do you not remember? Rude isn't his real name. He said, because he's six foot three and a big, big guy. He's saying, I was playing football and people were calling me Rudy. They go, you don't look like a Rudy. So they changed my name to Rude. So his real name is Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> Rudy. He doesn't look like a Rudy. He looks like yeah. a Rude, not Rudy. It was, it was great to have those guys in the show because we had a very different insights, learn a lot from them. And uh, for example, like Rude was great because we laughed. We had a very good insight. He was like, you know, my he's still, but you know, 
my childhood idol mm -hmm. from AC Milan and uh, back in Holland, especially AC Milan with him, uh, Van Basten, Frank Heike, you know, the fantastic trio from, from Holland at AC Milan. Yeah. But I the, the stories they told us was really good. You know, the yeah. story, the process we went through in football with him, so comfortable, as Kylian Petrov, good friends, good people that um, brought us a great insight. But now we are back to mm -hmm. Arsenal. And um, last weekend, tough time for Arsenal. Yeah. Facing you know, uh, the top of the league at home. Yeah. I was saying they're on a massive unbeaten run. I think it's like 12 or 14 games or something they haven't lost for. So they're doing unbelievably well. So I, th I thought the worst was going to happen when Raheem Sterling scored with a header, possibly his first Premier League goal with a header after two minutes. So I was going, oh no, not sure about this. But I thought they came back quite well. I think Tierney had a really tough game. He didn't look quite fit. I think he's been out for a bit, but he looked like he was shattered at the end of the game. He looked like he was shattered about 10 minutes after the, after the first 10 minutes. What did you think, more importantly? No one gives a shit about what I think. What did you think? Like you, and I thought when they consider an early goal, I said to myself, oh my God, I don't know how it's going to end up this game mm. because they, they start and two minutes later, they just, you know, start the game and score a goal. You know, it's uh, interesting to see Sterling, you know, not the, the biggest guy of the teams for his head. Yeah. Uh, just behind holding, but he didn't cover him, you know, as he should. Of course, there was a guy behind uh, Bellerin. But I have seen this situation plenty of times where, you know, the fullbacks don't really cover when this cross comes behind the, the, the center, center backs. Yeah. That if there, somebody's there. Obviously, I, I've seen the goal a few times. I've watched a little bit. And um, it seems like holding lost a little bit steady. He was close to him and then he, he missed him inside the box. Lost him somehow, just looked at the ball, and he just got a you know, just got a fantastic cross from Maris because yeah, uh, the delivery was fantastic. Listen, I, I'm not gonna say you know that it was a mistake by by them or whatever, you know, but what I, I experienced, I, what I have seen a lot of times, you know, the fullbacks normally in these crosses, especially when the ball is in the air. You know, their sense of uh, covering the, the centre-back is not always the best. Mm -hmm. Not the, only the case of Bellerin, but many of them I have seen the same example. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have to say that the, the delivery of uh, Marius was something incredible. Yeah. Just to find him between Rodin and uh, Bellerin was something amazing. You know? And he just did what? Normally, the, the attacking players want to do most you know, score goals. Well, that's what they did. They did their job a little bit better than the other guys. But sometimes people put in crosses that you just can't do. Like some people have shots and you go, no no goalkeeper in the world would have saved that. It's similar that sometimes some people put a cross that you can't deal with. Like player scores an own goal. It's like the defender scores an own goal. Sometimes there's nothing you can do about it, right? Exactly. Exactly. And after that, you know, uh, I was a little bit concerned at uh, how the game was going to end up. But also, you know, at the moment, there are 10 on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, City is, uh, you know, the top of the league. Yeah, you know, and uh, as well. Once clear of Manchester United, their unbeaten run has been amazing the past games. It's uh, 
it's great how how this league has been this year. It's great. It's right, right. sometimes crazy because if you look back at uh, the first part of the competition before Christmas, City was behind. A lot of people put like a question mark on uh, Pepe's work. Well, City went top oh. after because uh, Manchester United and Arsenal played and it was nil-nil. City played the day before and won. That's what put them ahead and they've just gone on fantastically since then. Yeah, I mean, it's been impressive. And that's with, they've, they've got injuries. So they've got, obviously, Aguero's been out for ages. Unbelievable striker. They've got Kevin De Bruyne has been out for a, a long time. And he's one of the best midfielders in the world. You know, they've got still got players to come back with. But they've had some players that will step up that have looked really impressive. And Pep's obviously had, last season, they, I mean, they, they still had a good season last year. It's just that Liverpool were unbelievable. But maybe yeah. we're talking about Liverpool. Liverpool have just dropped completely. They're now fifth. Sixth, I think, lost the last five, ga- lost the last four games at Anfield, which hasn't happened since like the 1920s. I know Jurgen Klopp lost his mum sadly to illness, which is obviously really sad and puts things in perspective. And I, uh, but yeah. there's been such a massive drop off, and if their players are dropping like flies when it comes to injury, obviously they had Van Dyke, which is just a bad tackle, but they've had oh, I forget the name of the player now, but the other defender that was yeah. the backs are out, they don't have centre backs at the moment. Now, now Henderson yeah. that looks like he's got his hamstring. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's been a, a tough time to, to Liverpool. After a fantastic season, you know, last season, everyone, ex, you know, was expecting them to hold the trophy for this season. Mm-hmm. But being that uh, since, especially when Van Dyke got injured, things has turned down to them, changed completely. And uh, the players has not been, I don't know, in the same form, but uh, they became a target for other opponents as well. Because when you are, Reach top. Everyone focus on you. How can I beat Liverpool? How can I get the best out of uh, when we play them? And this is what the other opponents are doing. And they, they have taken advantage of it. Uh, Van Dyke injury, one of the best players from last season in the Premier League as well. Mm-hmm. And there was a massive when they they lost him down to injury. A very, very bad injury. Also, some, they struggle with some of the other centre-backs. They don't have centre-backs, it's most crazy. Well, no, <laughs> they no. have a, a fantastic team. But uh, if you see, you know, at the pullbacks, you know, the central midfielders, the other players up front, they have a good team, but there's no centre-backs. They have a good people attacking them. Not even Brighton. I think yeah. Brighton beat them. Brighton, Brighton beat them. And they had most of the possession. And I live near Brighton. Yeah, Brighton exactly. I'm on my second club, so I can't take Mickey too much. But they played them off the park. They just, they, I think people aren't, like, I think you said a minute ago, people aren't scared of them anymore. Well, listen, having them uh, play fantastic in our last season, as I mentioned, they became a target to everyone. Uh, you know, it's like now case back in 2003, 2004, when we went unbeaten. You become a target for the other clubs. And then the next season, we, we could not repeat what we have done. The same uh, happened to Liverpool. They cannot repeat. But not because they don't want, because they are out of form. The players are not playing their best game. But uh, the other teams improved. Other teams found a way. How can I, they get uh, the best out of uh, when they play Liverpool? Take advantage of it. You know, uh, When they don't have centre-back, they have to improvise players there. Fabinho have played as a centre-back, uh, Henderson, and last game, Henderson got injury. You know, it's, it's tough. As you mentioned, you know, with Klopp, you know, he just lost his mom the same quite recently. You know, it is tough for, for a man like him. 
now in the position where he, he has to be strong to lead his team, but he's a human. Yeah. We have to respect this moment of him because it's a very sad loss. But in the end of the day, I believe that you know, working out with his players to be there to support them must be a, a way where he can find to work out with himself in his conscience to overcome his personal situation, you know, yeah. with the loss of his mom. It's tough. It's tough time. I believe what, and especially the Liverpool fans, the players, to embrace him because he has been so important to them, giving him the best of support and um, and support the team. Yeah, I think this is uh, is the point, you know. And uh, coming back to Arsenal, this week they have a Europa League game. Benfica. Benfica. Wow. What was the score? Was it 1-0, one 1-0 one last time? Yeah. Last week? Away, it's going to be. It's a hard game, you know. It's going to be a hard game again. Mm. They are going to face uh, a very familiar face of the Brazilian, especially of Flamengo, Jorge Jesus, the manager. You know, it's um, it's going to be a tough game for Arsenal. I think if we look at Arsenal uh, situation at the Premier League, not the best situation. Europa League can can be an important year for them important uh, competition for them to be back at the top of uh, the other competition. If there is an opportunity for them to win the, the Europa League, why not do the best they can? Yep. I think that they have to focus on it. Of course, not lose their focus in, uh, in the Premier League, but put the, a lot of focus in, in this competition in the Europa League because winning there can give them an opportunity to be back in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Week, I think uh, they've got... Then they've got a few tough games coming up. So I've, we spoke about it before. They had a, like so they went nine games unbeaten until they lost against Wolves because there was a red card wasn't there. They lost two one, and then they drew with Man United. I think it was, and then won four two against Leeds. So they think they've had a decent spell of it, but they have played some easy teams. You know, the first hard game they had for a long time was Man City, and this weekend they've got Leicester. Is another test. Leicester are looking great as well. But then they've got the North London derby against Spurs. So they've got a few games turning up. But I think now is probably a good time to play Spurs because Spurs are looking awful. Every time's a good time to, to play for Arsenal fans because taking consideration this game and now what uh, it's supposed to be is a good opportunity for them to go out there and uh, try to win the game. Mm-hmm. Although there is uh, on the other side, Jose Mourinho, so he likes to play against Arsenal. You know, he's, he's very he likes tricky. To take people off. That's what he likes to do. <laughs> yeah, but he's tricky. He 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 know how to put their players in a in a position where they can believe in themselves to win their games. You know, you know how to manage the players' mind mm. in a, this in this way. You know, as I mentioned, it's going to be hard against Leicester because Leicester. He's doing great this season. Again, we have to mention that uh, since Leicester became champion uh, a few years ago, they have been very consistent yeah. in this tough league. It's amazing how they are holding this position in, uh, in the best league in the world. After, in the past, they suffered a lot. And when I was in the, in the Premier League, Leicester was not the Leicester as it is today. But they built up something very important there in, the, in this club. And the players are, you know, doing an, an amazing job. I'm sure for Arsenal it's going to be tough again. Yeah. And uh, Brendan Rodgers is, is turning into be a great coach. He also was at Liverpool, and when yeah. Liverpool went to Celtic, 
Celtic's yeah. a tough way to ask them because obviously it's it's not the best league in the world. It's not the strongest league in the world. And then came back to Leicester and, and has done a really good job. I think. I think. I think. He's, I just think he's a decent coach. And he seems to improve players rather than buying new ones in. He seems to be one of those coaches that can improve players, gets a lot more out of them than maybe Mike Mourinho, who has to buy new players in. Has Mourinho ever really improved the player that much? Jurgen Klopp definitely improves players. You can say throughout the team, he's improved all of them. Pep Guardiola improves players. Brendan Rodgers looks like he can improve players. Marina doesn't look like he's that type of coach. I think he's, I don't think he's, well, he's showing it at Spurs, they weren't the greatest team. And, and look what's happened to them. They're now, I can't even remember what position they are. Are they the ninth, 11th? I think it's pretty close to Arsenal. Nine. Two points. One game in hand. Yeah. So. In different games, Arsenal 25. They got 36 points. Arsenal 34. Well, second at Christmas. <laughs> well, second at Christmas. People were talking, is he going to win the league? Yeah, but I, I, as you mentioned, you know, before this league is, is this year has been uh, crazy. You know, uh, before Christmas, we if we look back, you know, uh, City were behind, Tottenham at the top, Liverpool uh, close, Everton became top for a few yeah. uh, uh, few weeks. Chelsea and, did well. Chelsea, Chelsea at top. But then when we look now, like just here, Man City. United, Manchester United, second. Leicester, West Ham. Yeah. Wow, it's a great work from David Moyes at yeah. West Ham. Yeah, great job. And Chelsea, Liverpool, sixth. Everton had a few weeks where they were the first, and now Everton is seventh behind <laughs> this. There's no, let's say, uh, balance uh, between uh, who is the first or the second. But what I believe now is going to be hard to any of them to take out Manchester City from the first position. It's going to be really, really hard because uh, I, I told you before, um, before Christmas was like a question mark. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, people question what Diola's word. Has he lost his magic? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've read some uh, red lights uh, in an English newspaper. Well, I guess that the guy who wrote that, I don't know what he got in mind to say. Looking for a new job, probably. Yeah, I, I, I would love to see his reaction, what, what he can tell now to, to Pepe. Because uh, one thing these guys, you know, when they reach the top, top level, was Pepe, even Jose, Jose Mourinho, Ancelotti, Klopp, Jurgen Klopp, and uh, Brendan Rogers, we can mention him and some other managers over the, past, the, the years, you know, because they never lose their faith, the faith in their, their way of work. They always uh, are resilient in what they do, what they believe, and they follow their path. Mm -hmm. Now, and this is what Pepe has, has done. Obviously, it was hard to face the challenge and to face the position they were, everyone bombarding him with a lot of criticism, but he just, you know, work out with his players. The player he got, you know, you are the guys we, I have, I believe you, I give you the best, uh, gave, giving him the best of uh, his confidence and they are responding. Still some players missing like Aguero, uh, De Bruyne a few times, and, but, um, you know, that is, uh, they have how many games to finish the league now? They got 25 games they have played. 13. And, uh, 13. Well, it's going to be challenged to every one to take them out of this position. It will be yeah. very challenging. 
and I'm sure uh, the, the mood there is totally different from before Christmas. They say, come on, it's our time now. Definitely. And don't let this moment pass because uh, are the, the champion mentality. Mm-hmm. So when, I wanted to ask you, so when you were obviously going against the title, trying to win the title against Manchester United, how much attention would you play on Manchester United results and stuff? Because obviously you two were fighting out. Would you be like watching them, trying to get a clue what's going on? How much would you focus on them? Or did you just concentrate on, look, we've got our job to do. If we don't do our job, it doesn't matter what they do. We've got to do our job first. How much did you worry about and were observing what Manchester United were doing? First of all, we had to, to prepare well. Preparing well was the, the, the best way for us to go out there and perform uh, properly because we knew the game was going to be tough, you know, facing the, the play. They've got Alec, Alex Ferguson on the bench, but you know, the way he always instructs them and the way he perceives the game, the way he wants their, their, their players and his players to think of the game and uh, to, to behave in the game, you know, it's, uh, you face a lot of challenges. If you are not uh, concentrated enough, you don't know exactly what to do, it's always a nightmare. But we always prepared very well because we knew the battle was going to be there. Mm-hmm. If we were not ready, end of the game for us, at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, understanding that was uh, very important for us to go in every battle at Old Trafford to have a, a good game. Mm-hmm. But this was a kind of game we always loved. Yeah. You know, this challenge played against the, the bigger players uh, in front of uh, big crowds, uh, facing one of the, the toughest opponents in the world. This is a kind of game we love. And because uh, if you, are, you don't love this game, come on. It's a good are, job. You are in the wrong job. <laughs> we always love that. So who do you think is doing well for us? I think when we finished uh, three, it was only three weeks ago. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like it was months. It's only three weeks ago. But uh, Saka was doing an incredible job, firing goals and putting amazing performances in. He's continued with that. And I think Lacazette, he's scored a hat-trick and he's still banging in some goals as well. I think those two are kind of dragging the team through. Tini's obviously had a bit of a break. I think he had a break for injury. Those three look like, especially the two, the two British players. What do you think about those two? I really enjoy seeing them uh, play the way they are playing, the way they are behaving every game, you know, just improving their games from game to game. It's good to see you know, those younger players, probably the younger players of the team. And the way they, they are breaking through is it's amazing. I, I'm loving the way they, they are playing. I'm really happy for them, first of all. Of course, happy for Arsenal to have, like, giving them an opportunity to, to be one of the, the starting 11. And they are holding that position because they are performing well every week. Every time they are there performing well, you know, the consistency of their game has been amazing. I think this is, is important. This is what Arsenal need from every player, the consistent, being consistent. Arsenal have a very good run when you mentioned before where they, they had a very good results in the sequence. And their last game, losing to, to City. Everyone understands it's a tough game, but now again, just get back, you know, uh, facing the tough opponent in the weekend. But the importance of the players being consistent from now on, despite the fact they, they lost the game, but uh, they recovered the game. You know, didn't create so many chances, but uh, let's say, uh, consider the fact they consider an early goal 
everyone outside expects that's going to be, let's say, a nightmare day. Mm. It's a nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare from now on, you know. And they hold them quite well. Just move on. Move on to the next game. It's the next game where they can change the situation. They can do another thing. Despite the fact Leicester is doing well, but that's a chance. You know, there's a chance for them to go there and perform properly. Every player just concentrating on what they have to do in order to get three points, you know? They have to believe that. Yeah. And Emil Smith-Rowe, he looks like he's doing all right, still doing pretty well. I know he's a personal favourite of yours. Yeah, it's, it's good. I hope the, the, those young players, I as you mentioned, Journey, uh, Saka, the other younger players, you know, keep doing well. Like I said, it's important, you know, every time when you score. We want to see back, you know, Aubameyang score, keeping scoring mm-hmm. like last season and get back you know, to the form he was, you know. And But um, they are leaders in the team. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. And uh, I'm sure he's, um, he's going to be, to be there to perform and to be in the right mood to, uh, to help the team until the end of the season. Yeah. So there's been a lot of press stuff about the, the press this week in England about Aubameyang. Jamie Redknapp is quote saying, and he said on Sky saying he thinks Aubameyang's lost his superpowers and he's passed his best. What do you think is happening? Because obviously he's got a hat trick a few weeks ago, but we've spoken about it before. And obviously we don't think that he's lost his superpowers, do we? He's just going for a bit of a rough time. And the, the problem we have is that we don't know what's going on in people's personal lives. We've mentioned that um, Jürgen Klopp, you know, people at press could get on board with him and then they find out that his mum's really ill and then that she's passed away and he couldn't go and see her. If that's take away that they're famous footballers and they're running famous football teams. As a human being, if that was me, I'd be devastated. I wouldn't be able to work properly. It would affect my everything. We don't know what Aubameyang is going through. And I'm not saying for a second that his mum's ill or anything, but we don't know what he's going through in his personal life. With the pandemic, who knows what's happening? I think everyone needs to be given a little bit of a break right now until we get back to normal life, right? It's tough to understand, you know, but what I do believe that it's just a period of time where, you know, he's not scoring as he did last season. People every time, you know, expect have a high expectation. They set up expectation on the players. And because he did so well last season, he's not scored that much. And everyone, oh, he lost the superpower, he lost everything, he lost the pace or whatever. They start to create things, you know. I think the important thing for, for him is just keep concentrating on what he has to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope there is not uh, a personal issue with him. hope it's not. But uh, just go out there, you know, and to the training ground and get the support of everyone in the club to, to give his best on the field. As long as you, okay, you can maybe not score as he did last, uh, last season that much. But as, as long as he keeps doing his best for the club, then it's important because he may not score, but he creates opportunities to others. He uh, motivates other players just to push themselves. Now, come on, guys, I'm not score, but maybe it's your time. But I'll do my best on the field. Give everything you can on the field. You know, I think the leaders normally behave in this way, you know. Hope he this is the way he is conducting himself to not only score but also guide and help the other teammates. Yeah, I agree. So, do you remember when we first started in the podcast? We started doing predictions. Yeah, and we didn't do very well. 
No, I don't think we got one single one right. No, so no, no. We we're bad. We're awful, which is why we don't do it anymore. <laughs> so I've been my son, who's eight. I coached a football team in the WhatsApp chat group with the three other coaches and their kids. Last week we started a prediction. So we predict the scores for the, all the games in the Premier League. My son won it and he predicted four, not like the right results. So Chelsea would win or Man City would win the exact score as well. <laughs> so the amount of shit he's giving me is quite unbelievable. So should we have a go and see <laughs> if we, he also won 50 pounds? So now he thinks he's a millionaire. <laughs> he's like, Dad, I'll buy you a new car if you want. <laughs> um, so I'm wondering if we maybe start let's start trying to predict the Arsenal games and then if that goes okay then maybe we roll it out to trying other people and other games what do you think yeah yeah let's start and see if, uh, if it does not work well we just change it again <laughs> we just bring my son in we tell my son <laughs> yeah let, let's uh, take for, for Arsenal game for the game against uh, against Leicester at the weekend yeah. Go on, you get first. I go first. Two one Arsenal. Come on. Oh, always... this is why we don't do it because I always have to go with the other team because we both go same team. We both say Arsenal. It looks shit. So I'm going to say Leicester, um, and I'm going to say I'm going to say three 0 Leicester. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you are. Got to make it interesting. I don't necessarily believe that score, but I've got to make it interesting. Yeah. Also, and also, <laughs> hopefully, my son doesn't get it right and gives me loads of shit for the next week as well. <laughs> Ask you later on when I get from school. Well, I'll ask him. I'll, put his, I'll tweet out his prediction as well and see how we get on. Yeah, he's, if he, he becomes better than us, we just leave it to him. Well, maybe we need to put, <laughs> I need to put in a transfer request and you bring him in and sack me. <laughs> sure, sure. That's, right. That's great. That's great. I think we had a very good chat today. You now, just a little bit of general mm. in, the, in the Premier League. Yep. It's great again, mate. Oh, one thing we should say. Yeah. Actually, by the time this podcast goes out, it would have happened. But um, obviously, we you started your store where you're selling merchandise that you design. And I've got to say, the hats and the hoodies are epic. I wear my hoodie every single day. My mum's bought one, and she wear, she hasn't taken it off since Christmas. Um, yes. So good. But and you've got you can't even get your stuff. We've sent you two bundles of stuff, and you can't get yeah. it. <laughs> it's really it's very disappointing it's about I think your postman is the best dressed man in Brazil at the moment he's <laughs> got brand new Gilberto Silver clothes anyway so we put on a competition so anyone who bought something from the Gilberto Silver store uh, would be invited to a uh, kind of personalised event since then we've built a relationship with the app called Clubhouse so this evening at 9 o'clock we will be having uh, an online event our first event with Clubhouse where it's going to be three people that bought something from the store uh, and, but anyone can watch it, but it's only those three that get to engage with us, or mainly you. If you want to get involved, buy something from the store. That's it. And then we choose three lucky people to come and join us on the Clubhouse thing. So, yeah, I think there's some new... Oh, I think we've sold out your caps. Your caps are selling like hotcakes and the Panathinaikos T-shirts as well. A lot of fans of Greece. Come and visit us in the store. But, uh, you know, don't lose this evening at Clubhouse. Yes, exactly. Um, that's fantastic, mate. Thank you very much once again. Just Captain. I'll see you later. Cheers, my man. Bye-bye, guys.